<laughs> Ready for another 30 or what? Yeah, I'm done. Let's hey, what's up? Welcome to the Glove Podcast. What's up, my boys and ladies? Matt and... took off his ears and put them right back on. My headset. This is Matt. I call him ears. That's Stefan. Hey, this is Stefan. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Great. Good, good. I'm so happy to hear that. Hear about Colin Travaux's script for the fucking Rise of Skywalker? Is that how you say his name? Travaux? Colin Travaux. Who, what is he from? Who is he? A baby boy. Is he, I don't know who he's from. Is I, he anyone of note? Yeah, I think he wrote for some of the Marvel shit. I don't know oh, what he okay. wrote for. Maybe Black Panther or something along those lines. No, tell me about his Star Wars shit. I was actually really happy that we weren't talking about Star Wars, but I guess it's fine. This is real quick. <laughs> he just had a completely different idea that essentially a different Sith Lord would have been. It would have been the same story, but with a different Sith Lord. So it would what, have been Palpatine. Was this a... Wait, what? It would have been Palpatine? It would have not been Palpatine. Oh, yeah. It would have been a different Sith Lord, but the story is almost exactly the same. So was this a script that was previously approved or did No, yeah, well, it was, but it was before he dropped out of the project. He was working on the script. It's more like an outline. It's more of like an outline. But different little plot events happen. There's different reasons why Kylo gets the holocron. Ray's not related to Palpatine. Cool. I'm more on the Todd Phillips approach of things. I've come to realize... Yeah. Basically, what is released is what you get. Yeah. So I'm same with the fucking Snyder cut. Same with the Skywalker cut. Uh, Are we still on for the five dollar bet? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I know you sent me that article that it's in the works, but I bet it is. I'm. I bet it is. I'm good, man. <laughs> My brain is mentally <laughs> shutting down just talking about this. Well, I bet it is. Anyway, um, I think I think that these like you know leaks these plot details all those things i agree with you the todd phillips direction is the way to go where because in case you don't know what we're talking about todd phillips was asked is there any deleted scenes from joker yada yada and he said well yeah of course but that what was given is what he wanted presented right he doesn't believe in like a director's cut or anything else it's like what was given out to the world is the best it can be and I was watching some YouTube videos over like some different takes of Joaquin Phoenix. Also, I watched Joker again last night. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, but it showed like him entering the Murray show from like the window and shit like that, and like awkwardly from the curtains. It's kind of entertaining to watch, but I I can't imagine the Joker being made any other way than it was. Yeah, and and you know that that's how we were taught. It's hey, you know what? When you when you submit the project, it's the project. Yeah, you're done. You're fucking done. That is it. And. You can't take it back. You can't suck it back in. If the client wants something different, you make it happen. But you know what I mean? It's just, you got to just send it in. Send it in as it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak because I'm not in that field of, it's not my job. It's not my field. It's not my project I've been working on for five years. But when a director puts, when it's like, this is the movie I made. This isn't the movie I wanted, the, the executives and stuff like that. I could totally believe that. For sure. But I, I feel like if I was in those shoes, I would just be like, this project was a failure. Yeah. Like, I could have dropped out. I could have told the executives to do this. I could have done something more. At the end of the day, it's like, although it may have not fully been my fault, I'm still partially responsible because my name is on the front of the movie. So it's just a failure. That's all I could say. Yeah. I mean, because uh, Fan Forstick. Yeah. He's the director of that one said, you know, this isn't the movie I made. Executives got involved. It's like, how far can executives reach really go to the um, to the point that your movie is completely destroyed to what you wanted? But also, you know, how lacking of a backbone do you have to not 
finish it. I think it's all done for marketing purposes. Right, but it's just like if they, they the directors kind of drop hints, the actors in the films kind of drop hints that it wasn't the version that they saw. Um, because in in using using Rise of Skywalker as an example, there are there are people saying there are you know just fucking thistles in the weeds or however you want to say it. There there's just rumors that there is a 192 minute long cut or something like that. And whether or not there is, it just builds more hype for the, it, it, all it does is help for the film. It's the idea that there's no such thing as bad press. It's all good press. Yeah. So what they do is kind of allude to these things. So if they do release an extended version on Blu-ray, then people are going to fucking flock to that shit and go buy it the same, the day it comes out, they'll probably run out of pre-orders and all kinds of things. Make a steel series bookcase with a collector's figure and all that. This has been going on for for as long as me and you have been alive. You know what I mean? And it used to work when we were kids that you'd be like, oh shit, I need that. I need that version. And if it's something we're passionate about, of course we give it our money. You know what I mean? It's all about opinion. But I think it's a ploy. It's a marketing ploy at the deepest level. That's all it is. Well, no, I think there are situations where the directors do try to fucking fight for it because they want it. it. I mean, of course. Well, no, no. I mean, um, like they'll bash the studios because they want to be able to be hired again saying like, Hey, I swear I'm a good director. Just hire me again. Although it's pretty futile doing that because no executive is going to want to hire a director that will immediately bash them over a shitty film. I'm, I'm still using the four fan four stick guy. Uh, who was that? The guy who did Chronicle, right? Fan four stick. Oh, oh yeah. He's the guy who did the, the death and rise of Superman or the rise. And no, the... it was him. That's that guy who did Chronicle. He wrote Chronicle. I can't remember. He wrote name. Chronicle. He didn't direct Directed, it. Though. Yeah. But whoever directed it, it's that guy, which I like Chronicle, you know, I still stand by my opinion that Chronicle is the best shaky cam found footage movie. I think so, too. Multiple reasons. One, the character who is filming shit, the Gilbert Great-looking Leonardo DiCaprio motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2 Green Goblin. Yeah. He is given a reason to hold the camera. He's not mentally stable. Like, that's... That makes more sense. It's it like, explains it right off the bat. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course a mentally stable person is not going to be... It's, it's going to have like a tick to them or something like that. His is just recording everything. Of course. Two, Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah, two, uh, fucking superpowers so you can actually get a steady fucking camera <laughs> when he does lift it in the air and it's actually standing still. Holy shit. Uh-huh. That's a really nice shot. And then three, this even simple thing that I wish multiple found footage cameras do, which this one does... Every single lens that's in the world can be switched to. Meaning, mm-hmm. if someone has a phone down on the ground in the big fight scene at the end, or if there's a fucking news helicopter, news helicopter, it, right? All that shit is possible recording. You could cut to it, yeah. right? Which makes it so much more bearable to watch than other found Sound footage. footage. Yeah, like Blair Witch, Blair Blair blah, Blair Witch. Yeah, and the thing is. Those movies, I get why people like them, but it co- innovative. It, it started it all, if you will, right? Well, it made it popular. It was the first popular found one. footage, right? Yeah, but the thing is, your ability to enjoy those movies depends on your ability to engulf yourself in it. Yeah. If you can't one hundred percent put your mindset into the whole fun idea of oh, this is possibly real, then you do not enjoy. It. If you cannot go one hundred percent with it, or at least get to that level. Like I think for you and I it's a little too much. Yeah, it is. It, it can get it can get to that level. Uh quarantine made me sick. 
fucking Super 8. Not Super 8. Superman. Uh, no, 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 no. Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield, I had to look away from the screen at at least like two but, or three different But you shots. get what I'm saying. It's not even like the whole shaky cam aspect of like making you physically sick, which is definitely a thing. It's just we can't put our mindset into the realism of like, oh, this is possibly real footage. It's like at the end of the day, we know it's a movie. Exactly. Like 100%. And I think our the way our mindset works is like when we watch a movie, we sometimes think of like the behind the scenes, how they did certain shots. So when we have that mindset going into a shaky cam, it just ruins it completely. It does. Yeah. It does. There's there's a level where it's overdone in some films. And they've overdone it. Uh, Chronicle brought us Michael B. Jordan. He's a great actor. A fucking amazing actor. Would you mind not texting when I'm trying to make a point about Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan is a beautiful man. I know. He's in Black Panther. He is. He's the best part of Black Panther. He is. Which is... Uh, Killmonger. Or- yeah, like Killmonger. But uh, I was going to say, because I watched Joker last night, it's like, wow, I can't believe Black Panther was nominated for an Oscar. And then you look at Joker and just like, <laughs> it's laughable. That's that just proves that the Oscars is a big old joke. It's a big old joke. Like kind of like E3, the Oscars will eventually die off too. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, but uh, did you hear that Joaquin Phoenix won a Golden Globe? No, well, yeah, he won that, but something he just won something like last night or something. An AFTA or something? I think it's an AFTA. But uh, in his speech, he thanked. He made a nice comment towards like Heath Ledger. Oh, cool. Because nice. he and Heath Ledger were friends. Oh, damn. Yeah, so he made a nice comment towards that. He also made, like, a a funny comment towards Christian Bale. Like, Christian, I don't know how you fucking do, the, like, the weight thing, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Because, I mean, Joaquin did a weight thing for Joker. and Damn, ugh, yeah. He looks he looks nasty in Joker. My mom actually caught stuff from Joker. I was surprised she caught. Cause, really? Yeah, she watched it, and she was like, his eyes are, like, dark for most of the movie, but when he goes as Joker, it's, like, bright blue all of a sudden. I'm like... Oh shit! I was like, "Oh, I actually I didn't notice that." That's crazy. Yeah, she just caught a, out of the yard. It's that's why he it's puts in those contacts, right? He doesn't have contacts. He has like just good eyesight. Oh damn! In the movie, or not good eyesight? They just don't show him having any sight issues. Yeah, because uh, he's not all squinty. <sighs> he he like opens up his eyes all the way. His, and everything. His eyes were kind of like a darkish green, but by the time he's Joker, they're almost blue. That's crazy. I never no, I never picked up on that. My mom, the way my mom phrased it was, uh, they're not, they weren't cloudy anymore by the end. Like yeah. he could see, I was like, oh, oh, look at you. My mom liked it. She loved it a lot. It's good. Yeah. I hope they don't make a sequel. We talked about this. Well, it could work, but yeah, they would have to. i like I said, I would be very curious to see how the Joker would react to Batman and the universe taking the spotlight and being the symbol of good while Joker is not the symbol of good. Yeah. I, I would they're making curious. that new birds of prey shit. Oh, speaking of garbage. <laughs> yeah, Birds of Prey with uh, Ewan McGregor and Margot Robbie. I don't like the Joker anymore. We broke up and killed him. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she... By Jared Leto. Uh, That's the studio saying that. The thing is, I like Margot Robbie. I do too. She picks god-awful movies. She does. She... Um, <laughs> I mean, she's coming out of the new Fox movie that seems interesting about the Fox News shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Bombshell. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that seems interesting. I but trying to remember the name of it. Margot Robbie picked some really shit movies, and I thought she was a good choice for Harley Quinn, but her New York accent isn't her right. accent's wrong. Mr. J. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, you know who does the Harley Quinn voice for that show Harley Quinn on DC Universe? Oh, I've seen DC commercials online. for that too, and I'm like, no. No, no, no. Actually, Mark and I watched the show. It's pretty fucking good. Dude, the, no. the opening scene is this dude getting his face melted off and bleeding everywhere. It's That's cool. It's brutal as shit. But the girl who does the voice for it is the blonde from Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's cool. And she does a really good impression, so I'm just like... I just... Uh, too much Harley Quinn. Too much Harley Quinn. Stefan, like, can you wake up a little bit, please? I'm just feeling out to the universe and making sure there's no more Harley Quinn other than Birds of Prey in the Harley Quinn show. But the show's actually good. The show is good. They it's, take, like, a super jail type approach to it. Actually, yeah, it is a very super jail approach. <laughs> I could kind of tell. Um, there's a part where she's talking to the Joker. But Robin's like eight, right? I don't know. But uh, there's a, he's in the, like one episode. But uh, she's talking to Joker at one part. She's like, listen, Mr. J, in order to make you feel better, I've got a Reese Witherspoon for you. He's like, it better be legally blonde or I'm going to throw a fucking fit. And it's like, it's like, it's for Christmases. God fucking damn it. It's just Batman says the F word. No, Joker. Oh, Joker says the F word? Dude, they dropped the F bomb a lot, yeah. Holy shit. I'll, I have a DC account. I'll just play the first episode for you if you want to. Check it out one day. It's it's pretty fucking funny. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. It's good. Um, because I'm so tired of like Harley Quinn becoming the good guy and everything. Because she's such an entertaining bad guy. Yeah, of course. And that's why I don't, I don't get like Birds of Prey is going to kind of take that. looks like the anti-hero the approach. Type. Yeah, The yeah. Deadpool approach. Let's yeah. be honest here. The Deadpool approach. God damn it. Just stop making people sympathetic and likable. Even Joker, like, to a little bit. It's like, I'm like, I love Joker as a movie, but, you know, this is embodiment of evil, and he's a little sympathetic. Yeah. Well, I think you're supposed to feel bad for him before he's the Joker, because you're getting to see him. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. A a movie where the guy is just a fucking villain the entire time is probably never going to happen. Because at the end of the day, your character needs to be likable in some sort of way, and the general public doesn't like a... The majority of a... The majority of the public does not go for a villain. No, 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 no. The villain has to have a good moment of some kind. Yeah, and for that's what you're saying. And for Walking Phoenix, it's like trying to make the kid laugh, and yep. then yada yada yada, and then oh, he's trying to be so nice, and he's nice to the short person. And it's like <laughs> I know, but it's true, yeah. and especially in the weird time period that movie pretends to be in, somewhat in the seventies. Okay. So like I watched it; it is pretty firm in its seventies. Seventies, yeah. yeah. So it is; it does stick with one time period mostly. Okay, good. But it's they said like the nineties when they were coming out with it, but it's definitely like. 80s late 70s type of thing yeah early 80s so okay it's, it's not a weird time period it's pretty firm okay good remember i only saw it once yeah and i just i just started connecting dots that weren't there so i'm sorry for being wrong i'm so sorry baby are you enjoying that what hugging the mic yeah oh, that's uh, not weird because it's like picking up your neck it's like picking up this part right here. It's picking up my neck, like oh, moving. Yeah. Well, no. Like you I'll know, sound out. sound comes out from your whole head. Your head's like a speaker. So you you got chest voice and neck voice and head voice. This whole area is like. A... I'm sorry. You... It's okay. It's my, okay. My brain stopped. No, it's okay. It's okay. I forgot what I was, I was with my dad. Christian yes. Bale said he's not going to lose weight anymore, though, right? He's done. He's done doing those kinds of roles from the, what I heard. How the fuck would I know? 
Yeah, I know. Have you called him yet? Talk to him. Call call Christian Bale. All right, give me a second. You talk about something. I need to find his number. So, I recently fucking died mm. mm-hmm. in your arms tonight, and I think it was something you said. You should have walked away. Should have walked away. I'm, I'm calling Christian real quick. Calling Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey, hey Christian, hey. baby. What's going on, man? Not a lot. I'm just getting ready for my next role. Christian, why do you why do you sound like Stefan? I'm not Stefan. Uh, you know what? Hold on, I have an idea. Let me put Stefan on the three way with us. One second. Beep boop bop boop. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Stefan, what's going on, man? Hey, just hanging out. What's up? Oh, cool. You're not doing anything in the moment, like recording a podcast and making a really shitty bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Cool, let me put you on the three-way with Christian Bell. You ready? Okay, that sounds good. I'm hanging up on this bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. God, guys, I'm so sorry. These past couple episodes, we're just like, whatever. We've we've taken the, like, no-topic approach too seriously. We, I think we did. Yeah. Um. So, and also just, there's not really anything in the news. I mean, other than pending World War Three, but, you know. Let's get World War Three going, guys. You ready? I'm down. Yeah. Boots uh, on the ground. I'm down. Hit me up first with a draft. I'll go. You fucking pre-Captain America Steve Rogers looking motherfucker. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I get into there and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm just like, I have a bad knee. Yeah, I'm that's not right. Going. That's right. That's right. I do have a bad knee. Like, legitimately. It. What the fuck? What was that? Is your phone on? Is your phone? No. Did you guys hear that? I heard that for sure. Hey, man, let me tell you about something that happened. That was weird. Spooky as fuck. Let me tell you about something that happened. That's it. Okay. The, window, like, the window's closed. No, seriously. We're not making a bit. We're just. No, like of, that really fucking heard a weird noise come out of a speaker. Obviously sounds, a speaker. It sounded like a guy, though. It was like, it was like almost like Tommy was all like, Mark, like, hi, Mark. But I don't know when we <sighs> when the Mandalorian was was starting and episode two came out, David came over to my house when it dropped. And while it was doing the little Star Wars opening intro thing, we fucking straight up heard hello come out of one of the speakers while it was doing like the Star like, you know, the lights. Going. Oh, fuck. That's, that's kind of what it sounded like. It's kind of what it sounded like. And we heard it go hello like that. And I couldn't tell if it came out of Alexa or my phone or my Apple Watch. And David checks his shit. I check my iPad. I check my computer. Nothing's on. Just the fucking PlayStation playing that. I have no idea what the fuck that was. Hold on. Um, okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, that's not it. Hi, Bixby. It's not okay. It's not that voice. Hi, Bixby. Cancel. I don't I have no fucking, fucking clue. No, I was just trying out some of the shit to see if that was it, but we're just about at twenty minutes anyway. It's just a dude. It's like hello. Uh, I think I just said that heard the fucking same noise. At least we got it on a recording. Holy shit! Yeah, we should listen to that back because guys, down. we're not making a bit or anything. We just straight up both heard that while we we're recording. And if y'all and this... fucking heard that too, please let us know. That was weird, boy. Yeah, that's not the first time that's happened. Um. Welcome to the ghost edition of this episode. <laughs> we went to saying we don't have any topics. I guess we shouldn't take this too seriously. Hello? 
Ghost Podcast. This is, hey guys, welcome to the Haunted Spooky House. This is <laughs> Stefan. This is Murder Mystery Solver Stefan. And this is Cunt Liquor Matt. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day. Yeah, little fucking cunts. Now, my boy Andrew just went to um, New Zealand and Australia, and they were on a tour, it was like a boat tour with some Australian guy. And he said, hey, you guys are pretty cool. Are y'all offended by the, the C word? <laughs> And Andrew's like, no. He's like, oh, some pretty cool cunts. <laughs> I love the Flight of the Concords bit. It was like, what are you, from some made-up fucking place like New Zealand? So anyway, where are you guys from? Um, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Zealand. Hobbit. The Shire. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. Now we, we dropped the C word twice or three times this episode. They this call me the hip hop apotamus, drop a lop a lop gets on top of this, all about this, I don't know the words. Where did you, did you get that preposterous hypothesis? Did Steve tell you that by chance? Oh. Mm, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Paranormal Activity Podcast. Yeah, if you like... P-A-P, so, pap, if you, pappy. If you like us to travel this Titanic and do some ghost hunting, well, you can donate Scuba Gear to P.O. Box, go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. .org. Please. Org, and uh, make sure to, to send it all in the money order transfer yes. at your local wall, <laughs> your local Walgreens. Walgreens. Yeah. No, no, at your local Walgreens. Yeah, You're correct. for sure. For sure. That's national. And then uh, definitely let us know what you think of this episode, Wells Fargo. guys. <laughs> Go to Wells Fargo. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know what you think of this channel. Let us know what you think of us. We'd love to hear it. Give us your opinion. Yeah. And then um, in case you didn't hear previously, let me know if I should buy the new Pokemon expansion. The, these are things I worry about. Not the fucking random ass ghost that's like, hello. But, uh. We're, but that's not what it sounded like. It sounded more like a. Hello? No, 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 no. It sounded more like a. Like, it was, it was real simple. It was real fast. It was like, hello? You're like, hello? Like that. And it sounded like it came out of somebody's phone. And that's oh, why I checked my what, phone. What if we are Nicole Kidman from that movie and we're the ghost? Oh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> shit. What if we got just like a random radio wave that came through the, through the mic? Um, I don't know, but we gotta listen to that back. Hello, hello, hello. 